0: This is the Encounter Community Church Podcast, where we will take one or two nuggets from Sunday's message and look at how we can take, utilize, and apply it to our lives. Welcome back to the Encounter Community Church Podcast. My name is Kim Ballard, Jr. I'm the pastor here at Encounter Community Church. And uh, what you're hearing in the background is a little bit of the wind, some ocean. Uh, hopefully the wind's not too loud. I'm, tr- I'm gonna try to edit some of that out, but I'm afraid that if I edit out too well, that I might lose some of the ocean in the background. So here's, here's the really cool thing, is right now I am actually in Oregon. Uh, our family, we were able to take a trip. Originally we wanted to take our kids to Hawaii, but thanks to uh, COVID-19, mine amongst many other <laughs> vacation plans have been challenged so we just started looking on verbo and our airbnb to see what we could find and we found this one house in yakuts oregon i'm hoping i'm saying it, Yahoots, yeah, oregon i think is how you say it actually that was just such a great deal it's the central coast of oregon but let me tell you this house two-bedroom house really huge den Uh, Is able to fit all seven of us because we brought my mother-in-law, so it's myself, my wife, my four kids, and my mother-in-law. And yes, I get along that well with my (laughs) mother-in-law that I would bring her on a trip with me. But it has. It's been great. And what's beautiful about this, though, is right now I'm actually recording on the balcony of the house, like the outside porch of the house. And I'm looking out... And in front of me, I'm, I'm trying to describe this picture for you so that you could see. Uh, at least maybe picture it in your mind's eye, but but right in front of me, there's like this grassy area and then it kinda drops off into like this rocky area and it looks like this really cool black volcanic rock and there's pools in it. My my children were able to go out and you could hear frogs and so my kids were trying to catch frogs and just to see what they could find and Also, there's tide pools. So they were able to look in tide pools. My son found a sea hare yesterday. And then you go out, maybe about another football field, 100 yards or so uh, from that, is the ocean. And so yes, what you're hearing in the background is the ocean. And so some really cool things that we've already seen or experienced is I've seen uh, a sea lion go by, which is really cool to be able to watch. My son, uh, my oldest son, Always seems to find cool things when we go to tide pools and stuff like that so we've actually found the skeleton of a crab which he's decided to keep so as I'm recording there's a skeleton of a crab right next to me so I just want to give you a heads up if you hear me scream it's because of one of three things I saw a whale which could be really awesome although I don't know if they're really traveling at this point through this part of the Oregon coast. Dolphins, we we saw dolphins the other day. Uh, So that could be really cool. Sea lions, we actually went to this place. It's about 20 minutes from where we're at right now called the Sea Lion Cave. And what's really cool about that is it's one of the largest sea caves in the world. And so some guy named Captain Cox happened to find it in the 1800s. And it became a tourist destination and so what's really cool about it is you know you pay your fee and then you go in and you're in this cave and in this cave i kid you not there were over 100 sea lions all you know doing her sea lion thing (laughs) and and that probably sounds more like a seal uh but that's the close you know is that how sea lion sounds something something like that and I apologize for those of you that are turning down the music, but hey, one good thing, that sound just scared off a seagull, (laughs) and now it's flying away, so I don't know, but if you hear me scream, it's because I've seen something really cool, or this freaking crab has come back to life, (laughs) and I am screaming about that. Either way, it's just a really great place to be. One of the things that I love to do is I love to record in places that inspire me. And so being out here in the ocean, uh, I'm willing to risk some of the sound challenges. And I know that there might be some. But to be out here is absolutely worth it. It is absolutely worth it. And and I guess one of the things that I'm starting to find out, I, I guess with me... Uh, recording in my backyard not too long ago, and now recording here outside. Is I guess I just, I guess I just love to record outside. I, g- I guess I just love being out here. I just love it. So I'm en- I'm enjoying that aspect of just this journey. And so um, I was going to record inside, but inside also offers four other sound challenges called children (laughs) who forget that you're recording Uh, but again I, I just could not resist this opportunity to be outside it's a little cool it's a little damp out here but it is absolutely absolutely worth it as I look around and I see caves hitting the rock every once in a while I'll turn to one side, and I'll see a cave hit, and I'll, a, ro- a wave hit a rock and I'll see a, a huge splash happen. Um, or some places I can look and I'll see the water recede out and there's like a little mini waterfall that is coming down. And then as I look out, there's a peninsula that's not too far from me and I see a lighthouse off of that. So as I'm describing this, I'm just describing something I hope that you can maybe imagine your eyes and your mind's eye, what it is that, that I'm describing. I'm, I'm looking now, I'm also seeing a wind vane that is moving around, because it is kind of windy out here. And so like I said, I hope that that doesn't challenge us too much uh, in the sound. Uh, I know that I can go back in and edit that, but I hope I don't lose the ocean in the background. But if I do, I apologize for that. I, I did the best that I could to keep it in. But I, I do, I really do hope that and I really want to encourage you find places that inspire you like where do you go to to reconnect where do you go to reconnect with God there's something for me about being out in nature with my Bible and just having the wind blow and maybe reading a devotional here or there or just just something that puts me in this place where I am just reminded just how amazing God is in all of this creation. I mean, that's what I, I guess that's why I like being outside, is it just kind of gets me back to that place where I reconnect with God and who he is and what he's done and how he's created all of this, all of this. So I just wanna encourage you, find places that inspire you I, I love it. I, I can see through a bay window because it kind of jets out. And my wife right now is sitting next to that bay window with a book in hand, just enjoying the sights as well. This has been really beautiful. And, and let me tell you, <laughs> go on Verbo, go on Airbnb because you might find a great deal. We got this incredible Beach house. And let me tell you, let, let me tell you the deal that we got. And this is not an advertisement for verbal <laughs> And it's, hey, Verbo, again, if you hear this and you want to sponsor this podcast, uh, hey, I'm all down for the cause. Absolutely feel free to do that. But we were able to get this beach front, ocean front house with the smell and the uh, You know, the smell of the ocean, because I'm getting that salty smell right now as I'm standing out here, the crashing waves. Last night, we could hear the frogs chirping. I mean, we were able to get all this for $132.50 a night. So when my wife and I saw that deal, we were like, there is no way on God's green earth that we're going to pass this up. So we planned it out, we got the kids in the car, we got my mother-in-law in in the car, and we drove up the coast, and we stayed in a couple places, did some sightseeing, which is really nice. We went to the Glass Beach uh, in in Northern California, which is kind of a cool uh, one-time experience. We also uh, drove our kids because our kids are looking at colleges, or thinking about college, they're both going into their sophomore year in high school. and so. You know, for our two older kids, we drove by Stanford, we drove by Berkeley, and it was just UC Berkeley. And so it was just kind of cool to, to be in those places and again, just be inspired You know, by that. I, I think, you know, I haven't announced this to too many people, so you might be one of the first to hear it. Uh, one of the challenges and one of the biggest regrets that I have in my life is not completing my education. I started it, but to be flat out honest, you know, one of the things in my life that I really struggled with is self-discipline. It's not that I didn't have the intelligence to finish the education. Um, It's just that I didn't have the self-discipline to follow through on it. And so when I graduated high school, I went into UC Berkeley and it was a really great experience for me, but because of the lack of discipline, I didn't take advantage of that education. And quite honestly, I flunked out. And again, not because I didn't have the intelligence to be able to do it. I just didn't have the discipline to do it. And it, it, it caught up with me. Some bad habits that I established in high school that allowed me to be successful in high school. You know, the whole thing where you study last minute, prepare last minute, work last minute, do last minute. All of those last minute things worked very well in high school. But in college, when you have to read 50 chapters... <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't work last minute. You know what I'm saying? So doing this, I've also been motivated to go back to school. So I'm going to take that step too. Again, inspired. So what are you inspired to do? And and speaking of what are you inspired to do, we actually started a brand new series this week called The New Normal. And And here's the idea behind this is... As we look at COVID-19 and it's starting to come to its end and things are opening back up, I mean a prime example is us going to that sea lion cave. As of Friday it was closed because of COVID-19. And the timing just happened to be right for us as we drove by it yesterday. I just happened to see and it's open. Uh, So we decided to go ahead and, and go today. So things are starting to open back up and 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 so with that, that, with everything opening back up, one of the things that I've seen is this idea that things are going to go back to normal. I was watching a news channel and uh, it it, it inspired me to do this series because I think one of the things that the anchor woman said, she said, now that things are starting to open back up, we can get back to normal. You know, across my mind was this thought, was simply, I don't know. I don't know if we'll go back to normal. I don't know if things will be like the way that they were before COVID-19 hit. I don't think we'll go back. I can tell you now, the all-you-can-eat salad bar at Sizzler ain't coming back, (laughs) you know? So, So what do we do with this process? You know, one of the things that I talked about Sunday was just the anticipation that we had. Remember back in 2019, how excited we were about 2020 and how much we were looking forward to it. And we, we, we say things like, um, I remember seeing, seeing memes and people saying things like, 2020, more happiness, more love, more laughter, more sleep, less drama less stress (laughs) that's not 2020 we have experienced is it it's not it's always thinking about 2020 it made me think about my seventh grade year my seventh grade year i went back to detroit to live with my dad for that year and it was a tough year of transition for me It, it really was it was one of those things i wrestled with and who knows maybe that's something that that i have challenges with because it was a tough transition in the seventh grade and I had a tough transition at Berkeley maybe there's a theme (laughs) that I'm seeing in my life that I need to learn how to manage transitions better but seventh grade I was in this brand new school in Detroit I really didn't want to be away from what I had started to establish I'd just gone to this school for two years it was the first time I'd been at a school for two years I've moved pretty much all my life, every year, from kindergarten to the fifth grade, I had switched different schools every year. Finally, the fifth and sixth grade, I was out of school, same school, started to connect and build relationships with these friends, thought we were all gonna go to middle school together, and then boom, seventh grade hit and I'm back in Detroit with my dad. And I, it, it was it was, a, it was a tough, tough transition for me And you can see it. You can see it in my grades. And again, it's not that I didn't have the intelligence to be able to pull out good grades. It's just that I don't know. The transition was really mind-blowingly difficult for me. So one day I go to school. And in this class, I don't know why I was put in a home ec class. But it wasn't necessarily home ec for cooking. That I might have done okay at. But this was a home ec class for sewing. Now, if you are a male seamster, I don't know how you say, I know a woman's called a seamstress, do you call a male a seamster? (laughs) I'm not sure how that works, but let's just say, if you are a man who sews, more power to you. But in the seventh grade, that was not me. And I was supposed to make this robe, the robe was supposed to be done and I went and cut the pattern and did the sewing and one arm was longer than the other arm, the belt didn't go all the way around the, the robe. I mean, it was just it was just a a mess, a mess. And my grade depended upon this robe. So failed that class. Then I went and got my report card at the end of the day and it was full with C's, D's, and E's. Um, and E does not mean excellent, <laughs> it doesn't. Um, so it was kind of like what we, the equivalent of what we would call a failure in LA, the F. If you got an F in school, that means you failed. It was full of Cs, Ds, and Es. That was one of the challenges that I had. So I knew, I knew when I got home that I was going to be in trouble. So I went to my next class, was distracted in that class, got in trouble in that class. And the back, this was back in the days when they paddled you. So yes, I got paddled by my teacher that day. My teacher had this paddle on his wall and it had holes in the paddle. So that way it would have least friction so it can get maximum impact, (laughs) if you know what I mean. And I did something because really I was just angry at my situation, angry at myself, angry at everything. And uh, so I met the Punisher. That's what he called his paddle. I met the Punisher. (laughs) that day. So now I'm angry because of that. And then there's this girl that begins to tease me. And so I look at her and she teases me from behind. And so I just turned and I went, you know, to give her a zerbit kind of thing. And unfortunately, I didn't, I, I, I miscalculated, let's just say that, how close she was to me and spit all over her face. And I apologize. Like, immediately, like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And she's like, I'm going to go tell my big brother what you did. And so I finally was like, well, go tell your big brother. Well, I'm walking away from school, having had this bad day, you know. And this guy comes up to me, or comes up to a, like, it was like a group of us. And he's like, hey, which one of you is Ken? And I was like, oh, that's me, I'm Ken. And he clocks me. He clocks me. He's like a 10th grader. And he hits me, like, totally clocks me. Now here's the thing that's really funny, is it wasn't really that hard. (laughs) It didn't really hurt that much. But I acted it out. I was like, oh, oh, because what I didn't want was him to take a second shot. (laughs) Right? So I'm like, oh, you know, the whole thing. And he walked away, like, don't ever spit on my sister again. I was like, you got it, buddy, pal. Just don't hit me in the face again. Then I get home give my dad my grades, and I met another Punisher. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. So it was a horrible day. And to me, that's kind of what 2020 feels like, doesn't it? It feels like, man, as soon as one bad thing's happens, another bad thing happens, and then another bad thing happens, and then guess what? Another bad thing happens. Doesn't it kind of feel that way? And so now we're stepping back into this place where we're talking about developing a new normal. So I guess here's the question that we have to begin to wrestle with is what does a new normal look like? What does it look like? And how do I put myself in a position to be able to have the best new normal possible? So we we talked about this last Sunday, and if you haven't been able to see it yet, it is posted on our YouTube as well as our Facebook page, so you can see it there. Um, I'll be posting it on our website a little bit later today when I upload the podcast, but you can go back and you can watch the message. But I I just wanted to hit a couple of highlights. Here's one of the things that we said, is we said the key to thriving, because that was the name of the message of Sunday. It was called, thrive and we said that the key to thriving is perseverance it's perseverance and I know that seems like you know well, well duh, Ken, <laughs> right uh, uh, you it, it does make sense that if I am going to thrive, that I should persevere and I kind of like we kind of know that like that the, it's something that we know intellectually it's something that we can wrap our heads around that way like we can explain this to another person like man if you are going to thrive you need to persevere like we know that it's something that is is rooted and grounded in us but it's like mike tyson mike tyson said this everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth <laughs> and we know we know that we should persevere but sometimes perseverance we press forward but then life does what it punches us in the mouth and with 2020 it feels like it's punched us in the mouth again and again then it's punched us in the gut (laughs) and then it's punched us in the face I mean I guess the mouth is the face isn't it (laughs) but you understand what I'm getting at it seems like we just keep getting hit And I think here's the thing that's so important for us to understand is that anytime there is a new normal that we must adjust to in our lives, anytime there is a new normal, it is important to realize that with the new normal, there's always challenges, there's always trials, there's always frustrations, there's always setbacks, There's always those moments where we pray and we pray and we pray and it seems like the prayer is not being answered. It's those moments that make us question God, question our faith, question our commitment. That's what the challenges of the new normal does. So, So what we've been doing is, or what we're doing over the course of this series is we're looking at God's interaction with Israel to find out what does God say to Israel when it comes to being able to deal with this new normal. And so Jeremiah 29 verses three through six, God said this to Israel in their new normal. He says, this is what Jeremiah's letter said. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel says to all the captives he exiled to Babylon from Jerusalem. So realize when, when, when Israel, receives this letter this is at a point where israel has now been overrun by babylon and babylon has come in and removed the artists artisans the craftsmen the people of skill uh, all of those people that could contribute to the success of babylon they went in and they took all of those people and exiled all those people back to babylon And so this is a letter being written to them to say hey here's what what god has to say to you who are in exile and it says this build homes and plan to stay plant gardens and eat the food they produce marry and have children then find spouses for them so that you may have many grandchildren multiply and do not dwindle away so first we see this word, what, build. build. So we're talking about laying the foundation. We're talking about establishing yourself. we're talking about, getting ready and, 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 and sowing the seeds in the land that needs to be necessary in order for you to survive. But, you know, when we build, we don't want to just survive, do we? When we build, we want to thrive. That's why this home was built in Oregon with this incredible ocean view, because it wasn't just about survival, it was also about thriving. So to you, I think God would want you to recognize that if you're gonna thrive, it's important to make the commitment to build. It's important to make the commitment to build and lay the foundation that you are going to need in order to be able to move forward. And and also with this, and we're gonna spend more time in the future there. One of the sermons that I'm going to do for this series called The New Normal is I'm gonna talk about Let's make sure we don't waste the lessons that we've learned in COVID-19 as we move forward into our new normal. Let's make sure that we don't lose the lessons that we've learned with, uh, you know, the protests and everything that's happening with George Floyd and moving towards racial reconciliation and healing and renewal in our country. Let's not lose sight of those lessons that we've been learning during this time of of trial and struggle. And that's the whole point of building, isn't it? Is sometimes you build, you make mistakes, there are things that you learn and you continue to build. You don't let the challenges of your present situation and your present circumstance to stop you from building. And the key to being able to persevere is you must have the commitment that I am going to move forward no matter what. You cannot persevere if all you do is look behind you to focus on what you had. Let me say that again. You cannot persevere if all you do is look behind you and focus on what you had. What that does is it causes us to lose our motivation to press forward through our present challenges. And and let me tell you, let me tell you, there's a reason why we go back to that old job. Because some of you before COVID-19 hit, you were praying, dear God, I hate my job get me out of my job. I can't work for this guy once again. I can't work for this woman once again. I need a job that's gonna be more advantageous to my growth, utilizing my skills, utilizing my abilities. There are some of you who prayed that before COVID-19 hit and you hated your job. And maybe there's some other aspect, maybe you're praying for your character, maybe you're praying for your circumstances, but there was something that you were praying for and for it to change. And then COVID-19 hit and all of a sudden, the door of change was thrown wide open. But then what happened is COVID-19 has gone on and on and on. And the challenges got greater and greater and greater. And then we found ourselves saying this, God Give me back my old job. (laughs) And God is saying, but but, but wait a minute. A few, just a couple months ago, you were saying, God, get me out of the job. So it's not that I caused COVID-19, but hey, I can use it. And I can use COVID-19 to help you get out of that job. So I created the opportunity for you to get out of that job and begin to move forward and step into something else. But see, that's the key to persevering. Is to move forward. And step forward anyway. But it is true. When you go through challenges, when you break up with that girl, or when you break up with that guy, and now all of a sudden you find yourself in this place, and you broke up with them because of her, his issues. You broke up with her because of her red flags. Multiple red flags. <laughs> you broke up with her. But now you find yourself single and lonely and dealing with the challenges of wanting to be someone, or be with someone, sorry. So what do you do? You go back, right? You go back to him, you go back to her, and then one day you're reminded, oh my goodness, this is why I left. (laughs) Right? but what is it that pulls us back is we get in the midst of the challenge and then we lose sight of where it is that we want to go so you have to make the commitment to continue to press forth anyway the key to thriving is perseverance and then there was a second key that we gave to thriving and we said the key to drive, to thriving is also confidence hope it's confident hope it says this in jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 for i know the plans i have for you says the lord they are plans for good and not for disaster plans to give you hope i give you future and a hope And, and let me tell you this is one of the most misquoted and misused scriptures in the bible it really is because what we do is we take it and we apply it to any type of transition. And typically, we apply it to transitions that are moving us forward into something positive. That are moving us forward into something positive. I have to tell you this. I'm, it, it's, it's a really cloudy day right now. And I'm looking out and some of the clouds are starting to break up. And I would say out in the ocean, probably, I don't know, I'm really bad at estimating. Probably have my, my wife is better at this than I am. But I, I would say probably maybe 500 yards from me, the clouds have started to open up and there is this big sunspot in the ground. Oh my goodness, I'm looking in the clouds right now and the clouds have just parted where I'm seeing, and I saw a spot of sun for a second. I saw a spot of sun for a second. It's probably not a good idea for me to do, right? It's to look at the sun. (laughs) I know that's bad for your eyes, but I wasn't expecting to see it. Huh. And isn't that the key to confident hope? Is we keep moving. We keep moving. And as we move forward, like, like I know this, and, and we, see, we use this illustration all the time, don't we? That even though we don't see the sun, that the sun is still there behind the clouds, giving us light and moving forward. And that's the beauty of confident hope. So, so this passage is one of the most misquoted, misused passages in scripture. And, and here's the reason Why is because of how we apply it. Like for example, uh, we we put it on graduation cards. For I know the plans I have have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you. So basically what we're doing is we're talking about like future success in that way. I've seen it on marriage cards. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Or I've also seen it when someone gets a brand new job and you're giving that card and it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. And it really does sound good. But what's happened is the, th- that verse is not being properly utilized in the context in which it was written. Because when that passage was written, it was written to people who were in exile. Is written to people who were overwhelmed. It was written to people in a situation. It was written to people where God was saying, Build, you're not gonna go back. Matter of fact, before that, God had told them you're gonna be in captivity for at least 70 years. For 70 years. I hope COVID-19 does not last for 70 years. <laughs> you know, but but that's the thing. That's the challenge, is he was saying it's gonna be for that long. But in the midst of your exile for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord in the midst of that so literally what this is saying is if you are in the middle of a challenge right now hold on to your faith hold on to your trust for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord If you are in a situation where you feel overwhelmed, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. If you're in a situation when you are ready to quit, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. When you are in a situation where you are just done, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. This was not meant to be to, to be applied to a situation where things are positive and you're looking over the horizon to something better. No, this was meant to be in a situation where the clouds, the sky is dark. The water has, over, has overwhelmed you. Um, you have smoke and, and everything's around you. Like you are, you are overwhelmed. You're looking at this hill that you're trying to climb and it seems like there has, that there's no peak to it. That all you do is climb, 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 and you are at the point where you just want to be done climbing. Like you, you are at the point where you are just out. It's, 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 the point where you're you're running. And have you ever hit that point? Like you're you're, you're exercising or you're running, and, and, and it hits your mind like I can't run another step. I can't do another push-up. I can't, I can't lift. Another, wait, that is the idea of where this passage is intended to exist, intended to sit. And then what you do is you take this passage and you apply it to that overwhelming situation into which you are exiled. For I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So let's make a commitment and let's persevere and let's hold on to our hope because that is the key. To making it through this new normal and I hope to see you on the other side well again I just want to take this moment to say thank you so much for joining us for this podcast I hope that this has been an encouragement to you uh, next time uh, when I record I will not be recording from this oceanfront home uh, I think we'll probably be in, we'll probably start to move on our way home actually. Um, so I, I probably won't be recording till I get home that Wednesday or Thursday. But I am so grateful for you taking this time to just be with me and to experience this moment with me. And I really do hope that you've been encouraged by what it is that you've heard today, uplifted by what it is that you've heard today. This coming Sunday, uh, we're continuing. I don't know if you know this, but Encounter has started to have our church services. We're doing them outside in our parking lot. And we're doing that just to increase the level of safety that is there. We wanna make sure that we do the best that we can to create an environment that minimizes as much risk to an exposure to COVID-19 as possible. And just with some of the things that we saw and some of the regulations that were given to us by California, one of the things that they recommended is to meet outdoors. And it does. It makes it much easier for us as well. And it does create a place where it's safer for us to meet. We have, the, we have everything marked. We, you know, we have, and, and so everyone is sitting in, six, in boxes that are six foot by four foot and each one is six feet apart from each other. Uh, this Sunday, Daniel's going to be preaching, and we're looking at this COVID-19, and did you know that God's not surprised by COVID-19? I, I know that, right? He's not. And so that's what Daniel's going to be talking about this Sunday. Uh, if you are not able to make it, then I'm going to be recording the message and posting that on our website on Sunday as well. And I do want to say this too. If you, turned, if you tuned in on Sunday and you couldn't find us, I made a mistake And in the mistake that I made, it wasn't posted. Uh, And so I apologize for that. It's totally my bad. Uh, So please forgive me for that. But I've rectified that and it will be posted on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. It will be posted there. But again, thank you for joining us. And remember, encounters about three things. Love up, love out, love in being madly and passionately in love with God, making making a difference in our community, which the door is wide open in ways that never has been before. So please step out and do that, as well as take care of yourself. Maybe you might not be able to join me here (laughs) at an oceanfront property in Oregon, but find a place where you can just relax and recover. Take care of your health, your mindset, and get some rest. Well, take care. God bless you. And we'll talk to you once again next week. Thank you for taking a moment to listen to the Encounter Community Church podcast. If you're looking for a way to get more connected to our church, head over to our website at encountercommunity.church. You can see the times of our services as well as the events that are happening at our church, and you can feel free to come out and join us. Also, if you'd like to make a donation to our church, allowing us to continue to make a difference in our community, then you can head over to the page that says online giving, and you can follow the link from there. Well, take care. God bless you. And we're looking forward to seeing you once again next week.